Not too bad, how are you? <laughs> Hours are on. Intense. Yeah. Not bad. How is the um, running going at the moment? Nice. Very nice. I um, got my ticket. Um... Well, here's a funny thing. So, went to Woking because I was like, I need to get the photo card as well. And then go to the ticket office. And I asked the guy, I'm like, can I get it starting from another station? And he was like, yeah, that's cool. So I was like, can I get it from Byfleet and New Newhall to London Zones? And then get the ticket, blah, blah, blah. Walking back, I <laughs> look closely and it's from Woking to London Zones. Yeah, not too much, only about like 15 quid or so. And actually, that will help if I'm, if I'm ever working past like six and I can just get a quick train from Waterloo to working, then get that to give me a lift. So it's not, it's actually kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah, and weekends as well. So I can go into London to see friends and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I could go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm just going to try and not spend any money this month. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that bad. I think um, it should be okay once um, the first paycheck comes in. Although, I'm not sure if it comes in just before or just after I'm getting my car serviced. Yeah, I'll ask tomorrow. Yeah, otherwise, that too fair still should be alright, but then it'll just get very, very tight. It's just like, I know by the end of August, Everything will be perfectly rebalanced. Like, credit card will be back at its max limit, out of the overdraft completely, with about like 800 to 1,000 to spare. But it's just like <laughs> the next two months of actually getting there. Yeah, uh, let me pull up the notes. Yeah, so I thought um, under where I put interesting points to know, I thought those could be like the four main areas we cover. Yeah. And then we can also, and then we can contrast that with Theresa May as well. Sean Harris. Okay. I shall model close my door. Sure thing. Yeah, episode seven. Yeah. Last one. Yeah. So, um, 
Nice. How is the Mac? Is it the one without the um touch bar, isn't it? How much does it cost again? Because I was looking at um Not bad. So I saw um I was just browsing just normal MacBook prices. And they were all starting at a thousand as well, and I was just like, surely that's just not good value for money. True. The pro isn't even that much thicker. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording. Garage band. Yeah. Hey, I'm Calvin. Nice. <laughs> Just... Awesome. Nice. Was it um? It was one of the sponsors that already on our website, isn't it? Or different? Uh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right, cool. Estonia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've also got the um the link to the website as well. So. Yeah. Sweet. Hold on, let me just, let me just, um, copy and paste a few pictures onto the notes thing, just for convenience. If only old people just voted Labour. <laughs> like, the largest demographic which turns up and they all vote the same way and it'll never change. It's really sad. So, okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Calvin.
No, we haven't. Yeah, we just did a little catch-up episode explaining what's been going on with both of us over the past like month or so, and why. Two months. <laughs> yeah, two months. It's called Apple Podcasts. Mad. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Um, I think, like, a few of my friends do. If, like, they're listening to the podcast while they're not really doing much else, so, like, they'll just go to the various links that we've posted. They seem to enjoy it, so. Yeah, I feel like we've been wanting to talk about this for ages and now we finally get the chance to. Yeah, so um, I was just going to run through statistically what went on. So... The Conservatives, technically, they won the election. They were able to get 318 seats, but they weren't able to get the magic number 326, which would have given them a fully operating majority in government. Labour came second with 262 seats, and then there's a massive drop-off to the SNP in third, who got 35 seats. So... So the Conservatives, they lost 13 seats, so they would have been 331. Yeah. Uh, Labour, best performers, they lost the election technically, but in perception-wise, publicly, they won. They gained 30 seats. Yeah, especially since um, when the election was called, everyone thought that this would probably be the end of the Labour Party as the major opposition. No, I mean, I was just thinking back that decision to call the election. I still think it was the right move. I think when you look at the fact that we have to negotiate Brexit for the next two years, probably three years, you don't really want that whole narrative coming from the opposition of you have no real mandate to be in charge. So I think even though her advisors eventually got sacked, well, fired, and attracted a lot of criticism for making this choice, I think that when the opportunity presents itself to gain a stronger platform and when all of the evidence surrounding her at the time indicates towards that, I think she would have been cast as foolish, to be honest, if she didn't take the opportunity. Now, the, ex- the execution, that's what we have to discuss. So I think she definitely failed in that respect. I think she was foolish in that sense. I think she never make promises regarding those type of areas because you always need 
room to manoeuvre depending on how the landscape changes. Yeah, I think that's the largest it's been for a while. Definitely more than 2010 and 2015. Yeah, and in terms of a share of the vote, the Conservative Party got 42.4%, Labour got 40%. Um, just over 70 million, I think. Sure. And when you when you count eligibility as well. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, in England, I'd want to say around 50 million. That's just a guess. Moment of truth. Wow, 65, okay. Yeah, so a lot of people, political commentators, they talked about this being the lashback of the young, sort of all the young voters who, I mean, foolishly didn't vote in the Brexit, on the EU referendum. And then there was the perception and narrative that the older generation who weren't going to experience leaving the EU decided their fate. And I think that definitely turned out to be the case when you look at the stats here. So... This is from YouGov. This is the statistics they're giving. In the demographic of 18 to 29-year-olds, roughly 65% voted Labour. Yeah, and when you look at those who are older, so 70+, plus, 69% voted Conservative. Um, I mean, because YouGov posted this interesting photo where they said the cutoff age between voting Labour and Conservative seems to be around late 40s, early 50s. And trying to explain that, I guess, because I was talking to a few old teachers this past week, and they're sort of in that age bracket, and they were talking about how this is one of the few elections where for the first time they voted in that like big society picture. So they weren't really looking out for their self-interest much. Now, I don't know if it was a case of looking out for their self-interest wouldn't have gained that much. So they thought they might as well vote for the perspective of someone else. But I think possibly it could be to the extent that as you get older, you have much more to gain from the Conservatives' policies. So you feel that you just have to, to vote in that direction.
That's interesting. Because you say um, conservatives have moved into labour space. I would say that is only in rhetoric. Because when you look at their policies since the, the conservative and Lib Dem coalition, I'd say the austerity that has gone on for the past six or seven years is definitely very... It's not a labour policy at all or labour sentiment. I think, um, uh, can you offer something for the young and the old? Probably, my gut says probably not. I don't have anything to base that off, but I think there you're appealing to way too broad a demographic. I think a party sort of has to take a stance about which demographic of age they're going to focus on and whether they can allow themselves to neglect another voter demographic and still get enough votes. So I think the Conservatives saw for the past two decades or so, they neglected the young and internally they justified that decision off the base that their turnout's going to be very low. So the amount of gain they're going to get by targeting the young with policies directed to them isn't going to be very high. But now, even though the 18 to sort of 24 demographic still has the least or the lowest voter percentage turnout, it's close to 60% now. So it's moving in an upward direction compared with previous elections. So I think they're going to have to internally sort of change the way that they gearhead their policies in the future. Um, I thought it was a bad calculation from Theresa May not to turn up. I think when she called the election, I don't know how soon afterwards, she said it was to get her personal mandate. I think from there, once you say the election's about yourself as a leader, then everything that a leader of a country should do, you have to therefore do from that end. I don't think you can say this election is about me being seen as a credible prime minister and then not show up to a TV debate. Like, the two just seem contradictory to me. Yeah. We did. Here's um here's an interesting dichotomy that I just want to put to you, see what you think. I would say the Conservatives campaigned through media, but the Labour showed their campaign through their media, and I think that's why they won. Because I follow both um, Conservatives and Labour accounts on Facebook just to see their perception, because I always find that quite interesting. And the Conservatives, it's a lot of a lot of posters, a lot of clips of Theresa May meeting like businessmen, firemen, a woman, like people working in police departments, but it's never really her talking to a crowd or her going through like a local area and just speaking to normal people. Whereas the Labour the Labour page, it wasn't really a lot of posters, it was just simply posting a short clip of Jeremy Corbyn speaking at like an event. And because he's going all the way through the country, like each day in a different constituency, it seemed like it just creates that perception of 
this is someone who cares about all of us rather than someone who's perceived to care about someone, about only for the few in society. And I think that came across quite big on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can sympathize with that though to an extent because it does kind of get too much at a certain point I mean I remember one day just leading up to June the 8th where I was like I just need to I can't listen or hear anything more about the election I just need to like shut off completely I mean, did you get that or were you always like waking up being like, I want to know what's going on today. What's the new development? Yeah. Yeah, straight, just after. <laughs> and you missed it.
True. Well, I think, um, yeah, you mentioned that the young demographic isn't the conservative stronghold, but I think that's just that has to change. If, if they realistically want power in the future. Yeah, do I class as a millennial? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that idea about um, investing in experiences, I think, I mean, my insights in it, I guess just because we've had that idea in the past sort of two or three years being that to get onto the property ladder in the future is going to be like, five times as hard when you get to that age where you could do it. So I think we just have this perception that not there's no point to saving, but we'd rather just, yeah, invest in what we experience right now because what we want to experience 10 or 20 years later isn't really going to be that attainable anyways. Which is it's quite a somber thought, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've mentioned them to me, yeah. No, never. Yeah. 
No, but quickly back to that. Wasn't um Trump running as an independent anyway? Okay. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> of course. Yeah, the um, GOP. Yeah. I guess um, it's a similar criticism that people have here, sort of with Rupert Murdoch and all the media outlets he owns. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, well, he's not going to vote for that viewpoint, are you? Well, if you want. Yeah, then the other supporters of the other person will start to migrate on you. Yeah. 
Well, on future candidates, I think definitely in America, they have to be careful with the way they use it because I don't know the Supreme Court's stance on whether you can put a value on that information. But if it gets to a point where you can, like most candidates, if they use these content farms extensively, they'll be breaking campaign finance regulations like through the roof by more than threefold. Sure. Um, I understand why they don't want to implement it in the UK. That's all. You want to keep that personable aspect to the actual process of voting still alive because you feel like that's where politics is centred on, but... I guess you have to think about implications of security, about actually processing the online vote, whether because of the moving technology and presence of social media, online voting will actually prove to be more efficient and actually encourage more people to vote. Um, and I guess, yeah, you just have to look at the effect it will have on each demographic. Like if you said, I mean, who, where has online voting extensively? Estonia, right? Yeah. Yeah, that um you have to security wise you'd have to bring a lot more, I guess. I mean would you would you still have to like if you were to implement it in the UK, would you have like voting centers where you went to do the vote online? Could you do it from home? True. No.
quite quiet, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people. It's like, it's just a formality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> I mean, what do you make for the case that I can't find the details for this past election? I think it's too recent, but in the 2015 election, 7.6 million postal votes were issued. And, but of, but of those, 85.8% were returned. I mean, because that's how, um, that's what's been told to me, that the majority of older people vote by postal votes. I mean, it is just, yeah, it just does come to that security breach that if that voter data was breached or altered. And like, and I guess, and like, we're dealing with the mechanisms where if it was altered, the person or group of people who would change the result, they'd do it so well to the point you probably even wouldn't realise for like three or four days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing about security which well I don't Yeah. Although I guess um, they're not worried about it because worst comes to worst, a few driving licenses or like details are taken and fraud, fraud happens. Like that's not really, there'll be a little bit of gain, but I think the opportunity for gain from altering the result of a national election Maybe that's just too finding a case to put the whole system online. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to think of if I was in a meeting with cabinet ministers and they were discussing this, what people who oppose it would say. Yeah. <laughs> PCs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just um on a last point, what do you make of the Conservatives making the deal with the DUP? No, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think major government legislation bills as well. So it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Just a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the voting turnout came out to be the Conservative Party Legislative Programme, 323 votes to 309. Because if you take the DUP out of that equation, they don't pass, which is really interesting. To get her past personal mandate to crush Labour, Partially crush SMP, Lib Dems were already going down, and to just increase their majority. And she failed. Well. Strong and stable. Yeah, because we have we have zero leverage for any negotiations. So I don't, I can't see the Conservatives calling an election or doing a vote of no confidence. Well, now, because now it's, um, I don't think, I think she's learned. I mean, it took her a while to learn, but I think she, she knows now how to stay under the radar. And I think it was just this Queen's speech vote which needed to pass. Because from now to then, like, you can have a situation where you don't pass anything, but you still won't be forced out. But I think the Conservatives are just really right that if they have an election in the next year, like, that's just goodbye power for at least a decade.
Um, politics and technology. Yeah, I'd start off with that school. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, I guess um, saying technology first has like a better flow to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, don't know exactly what we'll be talking about, but something topical. Nice one. Yeah, thanks everyone who listened. Yeah, I'll catch you soon, mate. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, still here. Well, that wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 7.6 million poster votes. That's mad. <laughs> yeah, it's mad that 84% of those who are aged 70 or over vote. Oh, have you seen, um, oh yeah, I haven't asked you about the, um, oh, I have not asked you about this yet, the, I want to say it right, the Abidjan Grand Prix, Hamilton Vessel, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I've got to ask you about this, so knew you would have an opinion on it, like, because I, I, weirdly, I haven't watched the clip yet. Yeah. I was just, oh my, he just, <laughs> he just drove into him. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ricardo ended up winning, didn't he?
Yeah. So, um, is Vettel going to get a further penalty? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So was Vettel's argument that, um, Hamilton was breaking our point of the turn, which is just like unacceptable. I was going to say, like, isn't Hamilton still within his right just to drive and break at any point? Yeah, so the drivers just have to react to it. <laughs> yeah, then he definitely deliberately goes into it. I'm just looking at, so he hits Hamilton's rear end, then he comes out right beside him, and then the car's on a straight line of trajectory. Then it then it turns in. So they they can't prove it with the hand movement, but yeah. Oh my god! No worries, man. Good speaking. Yeah, not too bad. Just um, getting ready for tomorrow. Yeah, suits all good. Shirts all good. Just needs one. Remember my passport. Yeah. Um, I'm on time sure, actually. I may just get a meal deal. Yeah. Yeah, true. And um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got to adjust to not eating as much, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah, there's there's little things, yeah, those are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely gonna um, have my water bottle with me at all times, so <laughs> I've forgotten how bad it is. Like I was just thinking about it last night, planning it through City Mapper. Yeah, I've still got that um, information lab adapter you gave me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, should be. I'm actually. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it actually. So,
Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm open. Nice. Right center. Right, mate, I'll leave you to it. Bye-bye.